This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 96. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Uh, today we're going to ramble off uh, some opinions, some thoughts. I've been sitting around watching, thinking, trying to figure out kind of where things are specifically for me and my programming, but also looking at kind of outside forces and things that are happening as everyone tries to figure out how do we grow this sport of floorball. Now, I'm a huge fan of the sport. Obviously, if you follow me, I've gone into detail about this sport, why I love this sport. Um, but I think I've taken it a step further because I'm active in that process. I'm not just talking about it. I develop my own classes, my own leagues, programs in my local area. And if there's a way to help other people do that in their areas, that's also what I do. And so focusing on the education, the content, creating resources, so on and so forth. But I, I get the con conversation a number of times when we try to figure out how do we grow the sport in underdeveloped areas, meaning most areas around the world that don't have the sport. How do we get it to a point where it is at least something that is at a bigger bigger scale, even I'll take a medium small scale, where we have a consistency. And there are a couple different thoughts on how do we do that. And there's arguments for one method and another. But I've been getting more and more uh, folks reaching out who are doing this, you know, and one of the things I have no issues whatsoever when people want to talk. Um, I even have less when they actually do something and get it done instead of just talking. When we just sit there and talk and we aren't actually doing anything, that drives me nuts. Because um, I'm definitely somebody that jumps in, does it, figures it out, fails, succeeds, whatever, and then continues to move forward and go from there. Instead of sitting around, oh, we can just talk about how we can grow and this and that. But one of the things that continually comes up is the notion of tournament play. And how, you know, the sell is how important and great it is to travel and, and playing other teams and so on and so forth. By all means, I mean no disrespect on any of that. But for me, in my personal um, choices and preferences where I sit it has nothing to do with anybody else. I think tournaments for the large part are a waste of time. Now, not to say that they aren't fun and can draw and bring a little bit of an excitement to anything, but by and large, I think it is a tall order specifically in the youth world to run tournaments around the country in whatever sport it may be and expect that that players parents coaches everybody else uh, should fit the foot the bill for that and i'm not just talking about oh you have to pay for either driving costs or airline tickets we're talking hotels food and time off from work because a lot of times tournaments are starting Fridays, but a lot of times it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes, depending on the sport, they're going Thursday or even into Wednesday through the weekend. And to me, depending on the age group, that is absolutely ridiculous. And depending on when it is in, the, in this time of year, it's also ridiculous. 
when you've got people flying all over the place acting like they're semi-professional athletes um, under the guise or the assumption or the illusion that somehow playing in X tournament is going to make you a better player or get you more exposure, whatever that may be. Again, I don't want to get into a long, drawn-out conversation Mm -hmm. talking about youth sports and development and all that other stuff. So we will just leave that to, to, to be because um, that's a hot topic for a lot of different people. But for me, when I look at how do we grow the sport, I always come back to it is about teaching in our local areas and growing it. Now, some people will argue and say, well, I've started a program and, you know, those kids really want to play other kids. I get that. I don't fault that. And so what what they're doing is then they're trying to put on uh, youth tournaments um, to I, I you know to raise awareness I guess um, to give kids other opportunities. Now the argument that I get from folks is how how much it will benefit uh, the kids, how much it will benefit my programs, their programs, so on and so forth. I agree to disagree on some of those facts. And that's not always a popular opinion. And I, again, I, I mean no disrespect, but um, as somebody that is working to grow the sport, and I'm not alone in this, um, I've got my, my thoughts and my opinions. And I don't want to waste my time with tournaments and money, really, um, under the illusion that if I do a tournament in... West Virginia or Minnesota or wherever it may be, that it's somehow going to translate into success for my program back home. On the flip side, I have done this myself where I went to Latvia and played with the U.S. men's team. And I went to Switzerland and coached the U19 women's team. Those experiences definitely had a bigger impact on me but I had already decided where I was going with this prior to that. Those were, you know, a bit of fuel on the fire, if you will. And that is definitely one of the arguments for doing those things. However, I, I have a harder time focusing on kind of where we are. Are we trying to turn the sport into every other sport, uh, every other youth sport? where you are asking parents to incur those costs. Um, and in many areas, you're talking about a youth program that maybe has 12 to 20 kids. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that by any stretch of the imagination. I do think that for some, we're jumping ahead of, of the game a little bit by saying, well, I have a team, quote unquote, team in wherever I'm at. Therefore, we need to do X. My pushback on that is to say, keep going, keep pushing, and more importantly, focus on your local area or even surrounding areas and how we can continue to raise awareness, education, and get more kids going in your area. I would much rather see uh, local areas that had five teams, 10 teams, uh, on a consistent basis, playing at variety of age levels. It doesn't have to be every single age level, but a variety of them. Um, and, and starting to, again, become a staple in their community. 
And I think we forget too often, and I, and I think part of it is because of the, the model that youth sports has become, but that my opinion is sports is a community affair. You want to play in your community. You want to play with a variety of people. And I read this really interesting article uh, yesterday out of, of, I think it was the New York Post, and it was it was talking about this where you've got kids that played in their local community they played with kids that they didn't know then they met kids that they they didn't know or wouldn't otherwise know and so it's really becomes that community component and you're going to have kids that are really good and you're going to have kids that are not so good and you're going to have kids from a wide range of backgrounds and i argue that that is right where we should be in the youth especially in the early ages. Um, I don't, I think kids miss a lot of things when they're not engaging with their community. Same with the parents. And I think this has really become a focus for me is how do I grow it in my area of around 60,000 people and get more kids involved. And if that just means providing opportunities to play in the local area to keep costs low, for me personally, that's far more important. Now, as things grow and I get opportunities and we can can put forward um, you know, an opportunity for people to go and do things, I think that's great. But when we start talking about travel teams and Law and tournaments that are outside of the states, we start to become exclusionary to what I think is the mission for the sport is how do we get more playing, not less playing, or only if you can can afford it to go playing, um, which is one of the big struggles at the international level that we have for a lot of specifically developing countries. But I'm going to throw in everybody has that problem because we have to figure out how to pay for it. And it's expensive to travel. And you throw in everything else, time off and all this other stuff. Um, it, it, be, it can become cost prohibitive. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. And I think for me, again, I'll come back to what, what works for me in my programs. My focus is not to develop clubs. I want to develop opportunities for kids to play and as many kids as possible to play. And it's a multi-tiered prong. And I'm still trying to work through that. And how does that look and how does that feel and how do I get to that end goal? And obviously with COVID, I got to go back to the drawing board because everything that I did for about three years more or less got wiped out. I got kids that aged out. We got people that priorities changed. And now we got to start over and get back on people's schedules. Now, I've been able to run programs for the last year. Um, that has, well, more or less, I'd say since fall of, uh, you know, it's it's uh, June right now, 2021. So in, the, in September of 2020, we were able to start up programs again. But again, with COVID restrictions and my schedule and all this other stuff, a lot of things changed. But... For me, going forward, it is about getting kids involved and active in a sport, whatever that means to them, so they can have fun. 
They can build community. We can get to know each other. We can learn new skills. That to me is the core and the essence and why I choose to continue to focus on that. So for those that are out there that are, are working that want to develop the tournament side of things and travel, good for you. It's fun to watch. I love seeing it. But for me personally, it's not something that I'm going to take put my time and energy into right now. Um, hopefully down the road, we've got it to where it's big enough to start doing things. But even then, if it's big in my area, I want to go to the next area nearby. And I want to, I want to build it there so then we can start to grow it and grow it and grow it and grow it. But I don't want to see it where it's come to like youth soccer or basketball baseball where we're just traveling everywhere and we're starting to limit the scope of who can actually play and again that's a much broader conversation when we look at youth sports and development and so on and so forth so it, it is a complex conversation to say the least and there's a lot of different factors that play into it but i think the biggest thing that i want to encourage anybody is to say focus on what it works for you you're the one that's doing it. It's your time and your money and your effort. So if you want to put it into different areas, by all means, go for it. Do it. All I can do is give my suggestions of things that I'm doing and working on for me. And if somebody can take that and build that to the next level, awesome. That If that is where it is and the, my role I can play in that, even better. Um, but again, it, it works out for everybody else. So kind of rambling a little bit as I kind of finish out this episode. Uh, I can't believe we're at 96 right now um, and however many for blogs and so on and so forth. So if you are interested in the sport of floorball, you're looking for more information, check out my website, check out the podcast. There's a lot of information. Again, I'm trying to give the bank here of everything that I'm doing to help because I want to see other people get involved. I want to see other people succeed learn from my failures, learn from successes, so on and so forth. Um, so check out that. Check out the website, www.floorballguru.com. If you're looking for equipment, check out my store online at floorballguru.store. And more importantly, keep floorballing.